Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Let's pray together as we start this. This morning, uh, I don't so much want to preach. I definitely don't want to impress you. What I want to do on this Pentecost Sunday is release something of the Spirit of God in this atmosphere and in your lives. So let's pray. Jesus, we pray that you would be glorified in this place. Lord, we glorify you in this church. Lord, we pray that you would attune our ears to the Spirit of God, that you would give us the mental quietness and the space in our heart to make room for what you want to do on this day. And Lord, we pray and we thank you in advance that you're going to release something of the Spirit of God that changes hearts, that changes lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You know, today is Pentecost Sunday. It's the day that we celebrate the birth of the church so many uh, thousands of years ago. And the church wasn't started by preaching, though it had preaching. It wasn't started by generosity of the poor. That was a feature of the early church. It wasn't started by discipleship or small groups, although that's always been part of the church. It wasn't started by worship. But the church of Jesus Christ was, in, was birthed by an inflowing of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this is the wavelength of the church. And this wavelength is what we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about. And then in, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to open the altars and I'm going to pray for as many people as want prayer to experience the infilling power and the presence of God. Maybe for the first time, maybe a renewal, a constant filling, but that's what is on God's heart for us. And everything that we know about the church, think about this, 2,000 years later, the impact that the church has had, it all started through the inflowing of the Holy Spirit. That's where preaching launched from. That's where, uh, that's where the, the care for the poor, the hospital systems, Christian generosity, discipleship, training, all those things came from that moment and that time. But I want to say that the wavelength that the church operates is the wavelength of the Spirit of God. And that's what this series is about. And to be honest, it's a little hard to explain and it's a little hard to understand because we are used to dealing with material things. We came here, most of us would have come here in a car. We're wearing clothes, thank God for that. We've eaten food, all these material things. But the thing that we're talking about is on a different wavelength. The thing that we're talking about today is the Spirit of God. 
you know, material things will, will hit together. But the Spirit of God will penetrate and permeate. The Spirit of God is not limited in the same way two material objects are, but the Spirit of God can go into something and flow through something. And this is what we want to release because material things can't fix a broken heart. Material things can't heal trauma. Material things can't bring an end to chaos. Material things cannot change lives or transform hearts. Material things cannot bring hope into situations which are desperate. It cannot bring light in our innermost being where there is darkness. It cannot give us faith to see things that we thought were impossible. This is why the Spirit of God is alive and at work within us. It's what is it? He's not limited by the impossible. Take a moment right now and think of something that you need in your life. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's painful memories. Maybe you find it difficult to forgive somebody. Maybe you're looking for a spiritual breakthrough or a financial breakthrough. The things that you might think are impossible and are limited, this is where the Spirit of God wants to operate today. Take a moment. What is that for you? What have you said is impossible? What have you dreamt about but quickly shut it down? What are you in bondage to? What, when you think of it, makes you wince? What, make you, when you think of it, makes you sad? The Holy Spirit wants to come in and occupy and permeate and fill that space. Holy Spirit, we just pray and we release your presence. Holy Spirit, you are the divine per- person. You are God. And Lord, we don't just want to talk about you in a way that still leaves us dry and hopeless and barren. and joyless. But God, we want to speak about you and we want to encounter you in a way that changes us from the inside out. And what I want to say today is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the life of the church and is for every believer. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the life of the church And it's for every believer. If you are someone here in this place and you're a Christian, you put your faith in Jesus, then the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. Here's what Jesus said. He promised to baptize us with spirit and fire. This is the wavelength of the church. Matthew 3.11, this is John the Baptist. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And here's what John is saying, that that I've baptized you, that there's this external baptism of water that is representing an internal change. 
but Jesus Himself will fill you in such a way and begin to change you and bring renewal and refreshing in such a way that you could never imagine. And He is the baptizer. He will baptize in spirit and fire. Here's what Jesus said. John chapter 7, 37. He says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and in a loud voice, He says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within him. And by this he met the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. And here's what Jesus is saying. There is an inward flow that happens that we can't do ourselves but that Jesus wants to release. There's an inward flow of the presence of God, the refreshing, cool, life-giving flow of water within us. Jesus is the baptizer. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. It says this, On one occasion while He was eating with them, says Jesus, He gave them this command, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait For the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Here's the promise. And everyone who waited and wanted the filling of the Spirit was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone who waited and wanted, everybody who wanted to be transformed, everyone who had a spiritual hunger, everyone who said, I'm not satisfied with life as it is, but I want to be like Jesus. I want to have the same impact as Jesus. I want a life that is full of joy, full of life, full of hope. I don't just want to go through the motions. I don't just want to be dry and brittle. But there is something within me that wants the presence of God. Here's my question. Do you want the presence of God? Do you hunger and thirst for the presence of God? This is where you start. I guarantee you, maybe that concept is even new to you. But if you have something within you that says, God, I want more of you. I want you to... Fill my heart. I'm not just satisfied with the things of the world, but I want what you have for me. And these people wanted to be transformed. They wanted to be like Jesus. They didn't have a plan B. And they set their hearts on the things of God. Do you want the infilling of the Holy Spirit today? Or are you okay with the life you've crafted for yourself? Do you want to be a witness for Jesus? Do you want to take that radical step? Maybe some of you are like, I'm not sure what that will involve. I'm not sure what that will cost me. But this is where it starts. You have a desire. You want to be transformed. You want to be filled. And here's what they did. 
They waited with expectation. I don't know how I would go with this command. Jesus says, go and wait. How long? Like, have you ever, I know it's a, a lot of people don't use microwaves as much as they used to, but remember putting the two minute noodles on the microwave and waiting for those? That was a long two minutes, right? And some of us, the idea that we would wait for how long? But there's a deep trust. And I want to say some of you might be frustrated that you have wanted to God to come through. And God has said, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you my blessing. I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm going to give you your miracle. And He said, wait. But you've got weary in the waiting. Don't get weary in the waiting. Just hold on. Just be patient. But wait with expectation. Wait that Jesus can be trusted. Wait that Jesus can be counted on. Wait that His promises are true. They took Jesus at His, at His word. He said, wait until my power comes on you. You know what they did? They waited. God, I want to be like those disciples that can have patient endurance. They waited and they wanted, they wanted and waited. I'm going to read this passage of Scripture and then we're going to open up the altar. Acts chapter 2 and verse 2, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Do you know what's significant about this passage? There is about 120 people there. How many of those that waited and wanted received the Holy Spirit? How many? All of them. Here's what I guarantee. I guarantee that if you wait and you want, if you want and you wait, you will receive the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for people. I believe that God is going to fill people in this meeting. He's going to baptise them with fire and the Spirit. But I also believe that one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to do is cause people to have a hunger to have a thirst for God that's going to keep you awake at night. That's going to be on your mind, be on your spirit. Because God is moving. He wants to shift the ordinary. And you might say, well, that sounds disruptive to your life. Exactly. God wants to lift us on a different wavelength. He wants to take us above the day-to-day. He wants to take us merely out of the material world. And some of you might be saying, that sounds crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It's at another level. The spiritual world is, is as real, as authentic. Some of us are limited just by what we can see and touch and hear. But there is an authentic spiritual world that is alive Jesus is alive, His Spirit is alive, His Spirit is at work and He wants to release it. 
And here's what I want to say to every single person that you are in if you want to be in. And you are out if you want to be out. Because everyone who wants and waits and waits and wants will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire, 120 of them, on all of them. Every person, every age, men and women alike, no distinction. The fire of the Holy Spirit because they waited and wanted and wanted and waited. And now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? What a wild way to start the church of Jesus Christ. A prayer meeting, tongues of fire, people speaking languages heard by uh, speaking a foreign language, which is heard natively by so many people. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, uh, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Listen to this, Cretans and Arabs. Didn't have a great reputation. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, What does this mean? But some of them, however, made fun and said, They have had too much wine. Here's what's happening the Spirit of God was released in everyone who wanted and waited and then began to be released to those people, the message of Jesus. Here's what Peter promises to every person. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off. For all who the Lord our God will call. Real quick, let me talk to the parents here. This promise, it says, is for you and your children. I want to encourage you. Take a hold of this promise. Take a hold of this promise for your kids. That they would be filled with the presence of God. That their lives would be charged with the presence of God. No matter what stage they are, they might be going well, they might not be going so well. But we believe in the name of Jesus that God's presence is available. In one minute, we're going to open the altars. I know this is a bit different to our normal Sunday. This message is about releasing. It's about declaring the Word of God, the promises of God. Everyone who wanted and waited and waited and wanted and wanted and waited was filled with the Holy Spirit. In the book of Timothy, the Apostle Paul says to the young pastor, he says, Fan into flame the gift that you were given through the laying on of hands. And that's what we're going to do. I'm going to take everyone who wants to take a moment 
to lay my hands on you to impart the gift of the Spirit. That's how they described it. That's how Jesus described it, the gift of the Father, the Holy Spirit. So why don't you stand? And in a moment, uh, we're going to move back some of these chairs. But let's take a moment. Let's take a moment and open your heart. Hey, if you've never done this before, this is new and wild to you. What do you got to lose? If it's not real, nothing will happen to you, right? But I want to also speak to those that are hungry and say, God, I don't think I've scratched the surface. I think maybe in my Christianity, I've just been operating on the realm of knowledge, but not on the spiritual realm. And so God, we just pray right now, you would release your Holy Spirit. You would release your Holy Spirit right now. The presence of God, the anointing of God right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, those that you that know the presence of God, you can begin to pray into this moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to op- open the altars. We're, we're going to get some people to move the, some of the chairs back. Put the, uh, whatever things are on those chairs. I want to invite Ollie. I want to pray for Ollie. And as Ollie's coming, why don't you come down the front? We're going to pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Uh, Ollie, I, you're becoming a giant of a young man, right? So, and I believe that God is putting within you a strength to be a spiritual giant to be strong for others, that you're going to lead other people. You're going to disciple other people. I believe that you're going to be a leader in the church. Maybe not tomorrow, but God is putting a strength in you that as you're growing in physical stature, that you're going to grow in spiritual stature. So I'm going to pray for Ollie right now. Lord, we release your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would baptize Ollie. In the fire of God. Lord, we pray that you would stir something deep within him. Deep within him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, keep praying for Ollie. Thank you, Lord. Come, come right up the front. We're going to just pray and lay hands on people. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just keep the keys up just for the time being. Uh, just Naomi's keys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for Matt right now. Lord, I pray that you would release the fire of God. Lord, baptize him.
just feel um, that God just wants me to share a story. It's not my story, it's my cousin's story. Um, five years ago, she was hit with Gillian Barre, which as a neuro nurse, my worst fears were real, that she could die, that she could lose function of her breathing, of her breath, of walking, everything. She spent over a hundred days in the Prince Charles Hospital. And a few years ago, she shared her testimony when she got baptised. And she said in that time where she was laying, she had no ability to speak. She could hear and she could understand every single thing the doctors were saying. A neurologist told her parents that she will never walk again. And she said, I'm going to show you. And she shared this story that while she lay there with all these doctors and all these drips and all these things going on, that she just thought it was really bizarre that they would let someone lay by her side. Little did she realise until after she left that hospital that in those days, it was actually Jesus laying behind her in that bed, embracing her. And she had never had that physical, physical touch of the Holy Spirit. And it, it just shakes me to think that God is here. He's in our presence. He wants to hold you. He wants to be that crutch that you need, that person that will hold you up in those times when you most need Him. That He will be your breath when you have none. That He will be your walking frame when you need it. And in those dark, dark, tough times, God will help you through. And I think right now He just wants us to just embrace, close our eyes and breathe in the presence of the Holy Spirit because He is here and He wants to fill those voids that we've kept those rooms for ourselves. If we open the doors, He will enter and He will flood every room of your house, of your heart. And He will give you peace, patience, perseverance. He will give you so many things because of His presence. And I just feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to share that with some people here today, that He's behind you. He's hugging you through these tough times. He'll give you those finances. He'll give you, the hurt will be gone. The pain will be gone. The memory will be gone. The healing is there and God just let Him into your heart and His Holy Spirit will give you what you need right now. Thanks. keep praying for people here. We don't want to rush this moment, rush what God is doing. Um, but we're also going to begin to serve um, morning, afternoon tea at the back for anyone who um, 
already has been prayed for or is ready to move on. Um, I'll also just mention a couple things that we've got coming up. Next week, we have a guest speaker, Locke Jones, who is a pastor from Tweed, who's going to be coming up and sharing the next message in this series with us. And on the 14th of June, there's Battle Cry 22 happening at Suncorp Stadium. And if you'd like to join us for that, uh, there's going to be a prayer walk at 5 o'clock. And then the event, prayer event, is going to begin at 6.30. And we'll be in the um, section on the south side of the stadium, 311 and 312. And you can come and join for that. We're also going to have a worship night for tonight uh, at a worship night tonight at the Youth with the Mission Center on um, Samford Road. So for anyone who just wants to join and spend more time soaking in the Spirit of God and in worship, please join us for that tonight. It'll be at 5 o'clock. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.